Welcome to the February 17th edition of the Around 270 Hoops podcast. Uh, we've been off for a while, so we're back bringing you some tournament action. As always, it's Zach Fleur joined by Jason Moore of 270 Hoops. Um, we're going to get straight into it. It's tournament season. Uh, the draw was almost two weeks ago at Gehanna. Any surprises, anything uh, you thought that was interesting from the draw, you know, a week and a half ago? You know, one thing that I found very interesting was um, how Pickerington Central kind of got lumped in. Like, a lot of teams jumped in that bracket, and they weren't afraid to play the Tigers. Um, you don't normally see the, 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 the wide breadth of teams, like, you know, like a 7 and a 10 seed hopping in with a 4 seed like that. Usually things are a little bit more spread out, but... A lot of teams aren't afraid to play the Tigers, which is probably not the best idea. <laughs> right, and I, I something similar happened in the Northland bracket too. You had three top six seeds, you know, with that one with Northland at the three seed, and then Dublin Jerome at the five seed, and then Upper Arlington at the six seed. Um, Northland might have the toughest run uh, to a district title of anybody else. You know, they're gonna most likely have to play Upper Arlington in a district semifinal, which that game will be a battle between. That game will decide. Might decide, you know, if one or two kids uh, can win four district titles in four years with DJ Tyree of Upper Arlington. He's won three or three different or two different schools, and then uh, you know Seth Towns, the great Seth Towns in Northland. Yeah, because you know that's one of those interesting facts. You got to find, got to dig long and deep to find a fact like that, that to have a guy win four district titles in four years. I mean, granted, if you do it at three, two or three different schools, that's still quite the accomplishment. Oh yeah. To win three straight league titles like DJ has at three different schools, three different leagues. That's unheard of. That's probably never happened before. Uh, so, Mr. Tyree and the boys at Upper Arlington are going to look, uh, you know, to upset Northland in that uh, district semifinal. Really looking forward to that matchup. If it does happen, it should happen if everything pans out like it should. Um, and then the winner of that will most likely play Dublin Jerome in a district final, um, which will not be easy. Dublin Jerome's been a great team this season. Uh, I feel like they're playing their best basketball right now. Yeah, they've really started to gel. They've gotten all their pieces back and. You know, pulling off that upset win against Westville South, that was a huge win for their confidence. It was a huge win, you know, for their tournament stock. A lot of teams kind of opened their eyes a little bit about, you know, what, they, what they've been with, you know, as a full unit. And then uh, just uh, just to recap, you know, what happened in the tournament, if you haven't checked it, um, if you haven't seen the seedings or you want to kind of take a look at the matchups, you can always check out our Central District Tournament Hub on our website. Um, it's the top, it's, it's right under just the main menu we have on just our homepage, 270hoops.com. You can check that anywhere, any page on the site, you can click onto it. Um, a lot of great information. We've provided previews for Division One and Division II. Um, some teams we're looking at uh, that we think can go pretty far. Um, and to, you know, just fast forward to uh, district title Saturday. What are your, what are the four teams that you think are going to win district titles this year? It's the top, that Columbus one region. I, uh, I have Gehanna knocking off a, a hot Hilliard-Bradley team right now that's really been playing well. Um, Gehanna, you know, a tough loss the other night to pick Central, but I've really been impressed with the way they've played all year um, and how Jordan Mitchell's really played. And I like that, that experience and that senior leadership to win a big game like that in the Gehanna one re- or the Columbus one region. Yeah, for me, I have the same result. Um, Gehanna, you know, rolling to that one, beating Hilliard-Bradley in a game that Will probably be tough for about three quarters, but I just see Gehanna's size and strength wearing down. A more of a you know guard-oriented Bradley team kind of plays outside in. Um, that'll be contrasting styles between those two teams. I just think Gehanna's so deep, they're so athletic. Uh, they're gonna give Bradley some problems. In the Columbus Two region, um, you know I have Northland upsetting Dublin Jerome, not upsetting Dublin Jerome, but taking down Dublin Jerome for the third time in the last uh, you know two, in the last year actually um, in a matchup that. 
if those two teams do, you know, face off, that's going to be going to be a lot of eyes on that one. These teams don't like each other, and they got a lot of history. Yeah, you know, you know, playing, you know, at the High Dominican already once this year with Northland taking that double overtime thriller game. And to be honest, I don't have Northland in that game. I have Upper Arlington uh, taking a, taking down Dublin Jerome. Um, you know, those Tim Casey teams, they seem to win in March. And this team just start, you know, as you and I have discussed before, I think this Upper Arlington team is really starting to gel. And, you know, you can put away the loss to Kaufman, but I, I think they're becoming 14. one of those really good teams. 14-point loss to Kaufman. Uh, so that's an interesting one. You know, I don't have that, but you never know what can happen. Last time up Arlington was a 60, they did pretty well, yeah. so uh, we'll see how this goes. And then the Columbus 3 region, uh, we don't even really have to talk about this. we got Westville South, you know, rolling all the way. Yeah, you know, they've been, you know, if they do get Caleb back and healthy, there's no doubt right now that they're the Columbus 3 district champ. Um, far and away, they're the best team in that region, and a lot of teams stayed away from that region for that reason, because they are the most athletic and they're going to be the most talented team in that region. Yeah, three top ten teams that jumped in Northland and Pickerington Central's bracket before one team had jumped in Westville South bracket. Uh, that just goes to show, you know, teams, they don't want to play the Wildcats this time of year. Uh, you know, they're kind of getting everything back, get, putting the pieces together. And the Columbus 4 region, you know, we both have Pickerington Central. Um, I have Pickerington Central taking down Dublin Kaufman um, in that district final. What do you have What do you have in that one? Um, I have Pickerington Central taking down St. Charles. Um, I just like the way St. Charles plays. They're, they're a good tournament-style team. Um, I just I just think that they're going to they're gonna upend Kaufman, but I still think Pick Central, minus um, Sterling and Manley, I still think they're the district champion in that region. And then uh, I guess we can take it another round deeper. Uh, for our regional semifinals, you have Gahanna versus Upper Arlington, Westville South versus Pickerington Central. I have Gahanna North and Westville South, Pickerington Central. Who do you see matching up in the regional final, and who do you got coming out of Columbus? I know it's early, but... I would say that it is. It's it goes back down to a Gahanna Westville south regional final. Um, you know, Pick Central beat Westville south earlier this year at a high Dominican, but there were... The big men situation would be flipped if you would, if you would include Caleb being back in, Pickerington Central losing Sterling. Um, I just think Westville South this time of year, they know what to do when they get to this regional semifinal, regional final point. They know what they're doing, and, and I think they're going to beat a very good Gahanna team. I think that'll be, arguably might be the best game we see all year, that regional final, like it always seems to be. You know, the two, the two best teams in Central Ohio going head-to-head. The number, two, number one 2016 versus number one 2017 squaring off, you know, Caleb Weston versus Nick Ward. That would be great. Um, you know, I have Northland upsetting I want to say upsetting because they kind of owned them as of late. Uh, but Northland taking down Gahanna in that regional semifinal. And then, uh, you know, Northland falling to Westville South in the regional final for the second straight year. Um, kind of putting a sour end to a great career for Seth Towns, a kid that, you know, he's on the verge of history right now. He's already surpassed Trey Burke for season scoring at Northland this past Saturday. Four points away from doing that, uh, you know, breaking Jared Solinger's all-time career scoring record. Uh, that could probably, you know, be broken in the first 45 seconds of uh, Friday's matchup against Big Walnut. Um, you know, Seth being right now, he's 61 points away or 71 points away from 2,000. Do you see him, you know, reaching that milestone? Yeah, I think that could be a, maybe if if they would let him play for a full four quarters in those opening round games, he could get that in the first two games without a shot over that. Yeah, I, 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 that that matchup against Upper Arlington will be important uh, if it happens. Uh, for many reasons, you know, Seth having a chance to score 2,000 points, something that is, you know, rarely done around here. I don't, I don't can't remember the last time someone did that in Central Ohio, so. Yeah, I say, I'm, t- you know, going back through in my mind, I can't think of anybody who'd 
who would have played for all four years and played at the rate in which he's played at to score 2,000 points. That's... Either, especially to be at a big school like he is. You know, you kind of see those 2,000 scores at, you know, smaller schools and kind of more rural leagues where, the, you know, the talent level isn't as high as it is in the city league and other areas. Um, so for Seth to do that, you know, that's just outstanding. Yeah, that's an impressive feat. 2,000, you know, career points is, is quite the accomplishment, and, you know, kudos to him for that. And, uh, you know, back to Seth Towns. We have been naming our, uh, you know, players of the year in each class this year. Um, Seth won our Senior of the Year award, beat out Nick Ward, Andre Wesson, and Ibby Watson in the voting. Uh, Seth kind of ran away with that one. He's averaging 31.9 points per game, which is the most in the city league in the last 25 years. Uh, Just having a monster year. Uh, That's a kid, you know, we can't say enough about him. He always comes up in each podcast, uh, but... You know, a kid like that, it's just it's fun to talk about. You know, for yeah, him. you know, thirty-one point nine points a game, and honestly, if he if he played some of those fourth quarters, we'd oh. be talking about thirty-five to forty a game. Um, you know, he had he's had multiple thirty, you know, thirty-five, almost forty-point 40 points, games, yeah. and it's just, you know, he's 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 not only is he a great basketball player, but he's a great kid, a great person in general. Awesome just to sit down and talk to him. So yeah, great kid. He's got my vote for Ohio Mister Basketball. You know, can't say enough about him. Really love him. Uh, the junior player of the year, Caleb Wesson, the Ohio State commit, although he's missed some time you know, due to an ankle injury, uh, he ran away with the voting, beating out B.J. Doolin, Caden Sanchez, and Danny Corbett of Briggs, who's had a breakout season. Uh, you know, Caleb Wesson dominant in the post. Um, you know, some trolls on Twitter may say that he's lazy and overrated, but you know, not many around here uh, believe that. You know. No, his physicality that he brings to the low block for West Roll South really gives him just one more added edge of toughness. You know, without him, you saw what they did. They lost to Pick Central and they lost to Dublin Jerome. Without him, they're just they're not the same team. But that just goes to show that he's probably their most their most valuable player, possibly. I, you, could, you could say him or Andre. Him or Andre. To be honest, but I mean, Caleb's Caleb's ability to score on the low block and score at will. He can be able to pass from the low block. He opens so many things up when he catches that ball in the post. Um, it just opens things up for the cutters, for their shooters. And then just even on their defensive rotations, on their rebounding, I mean, he just being that cog in the middle and being able to disrupt so many shots and just make things tough for opposing teams. Um, Caleb's as important as, you know, any player in the area, I would say. Um, you know, maybe Seth may be more important because without him, you know, who knows if Northland can even, you know, get to the district finals. So, And then moving on from Weston, our sophomore of the year, it stays in the division. Hilliard Bradley, sophomore point guard, Braden Norris, takes on the honors. He racked up 35% of the votes, uh, just slightly edging out his AAU teammate and Upper Arlington shooting guard, Dane Goodwin. Um, you know, you've seen Braden a lot. What do you like about him? You know, his ability, to, he's a microwave, man. He catches fire quickly. You saw it in that Whitehall game, Ooh. first and foremost. How he's just, he's got such a quick release, he's going to hit, you know, any shot if you leave him open. And there's no, there's no filter on those shots because. He has plenty of range. Um, I saw him against Dublin Jerome earlier this year. Hit a shot from pretty much the volleyball line. Granted, it was late and they just needed that bucket, but that just shows what kind of range he has. And he's a great leader for that Bradley team at the it's guard spot, composed. along with along with senior Brandon Glenn. You know, they've they've really come a long way from being just freshmen last year and kind of learning the ropes. They've they've really made some noise and they, and they you know beat Dublin Jerome late in the year when they really needed a, a key league win. Yeah, Braden's a kid that even when he's not open, he may still you know hit some thirty-five point shots, uh, thirty-five point shots, thirty-five foot shots in your <laughs> face. Uh, Braden's a kid that I remember seeing him for the first time prior to his freshman year in open gym, and I was like, you know, who's this baby face kid? And he's probably not that good. 
and just watching him, I'm like, oh, okay. And he doesn't. He may not pass the look test all the time, but that's a kid that he just has a tremendous mind for the game. He's, you know, being the son of a coach, yep. he has the IQ, and he's just a kid that you know he big games. He always shows up. He hits big shots. Last year against Northland in the district semifinals as a freshman, he scored 18 points. Kind of kept Bradley within striking distance for most of that game. Um, and then our freshman of the year, this was a two-horse race. We only nominated two guys for this because we felt only two were really deserving. Um, and for the second time in the last week, Jeremiah Francis of Pickerington Central slightly edges out. Gehanna's Jordan Mitchell. Um, Francis, 6'1", bulldog of a point guard. Um, you know, what, are some, what are some things you've seen from him this year that you know, really just make him elite? You know, Jeremiah's really just changed his game. You know, he's played really well. Over the last, um, you know, four or five weeks in my mind from when I've seen him at the beginning of the year. Um, he's a great distributor for that team that has a lot of shooters and a lot of guys that can get the ball and score it. And, you know, Jeremiah, you look at him and you kind of think, man, he could be a sophomore or junior with that body type. In college. Yeah, <laughs> you look at that body type and, you know, you realize that he's a freshman and he's got so much room to grow. Um, grow his game too, and it's going to be seeing him develop over the next three years. Is I think be I'll be honest. I think seeing those two between Jeremiah and Jordan play each other, if they both stick at the cool. schools they're at, those are going to be some wars like like last Friday night. Uh, two two of the most elite players in the nation, right here in our own backyard. It's going to be great to watch those guys develop. You know, this 2016 class is tremendous, but this 19 class has some really elite talent at the top. Um, you know, with Mitchell and Westville North guard Jeremiah Keene, they're both visiting Ohio State tonight, um, along with Andre Wesson um, for the Michigan game. So, you know, just the amount of talent we have in Central Ohio, I, I think we picked the right time to launch 270 hoops. And it's just been an honor uh, for this season, especially. You know, it's just great basketball, and I'm really looking forward to the tournament. Yeah, this is, you know, this is one of those tournaments where if you look past the top three or four teams, you know, it, it's a little bit of a scramble and a little bit of a crapshoot. Um, there's a lot of teams that you could see making a district final, or you know they could get hot and be like an Olentangy Orange a couple years ago from from I think the 18 or 19 seed and be playing in a district final type game. It, it's been a great year, and the 2016 class, like you said, it's probably one of the deepest we've ever had on record, to be honest. Um, before we get into tournament action, uh, we would just, just want to mention our event kicking off on April 2nd in South High School. The 270 Hoops Battle for the City is the first edition of this event, first time it's ever been done. Um, an all-star game for the seniors, Columbus City League North versus Columbus City League South. We've released the rosters on our website. Um, and we're you know, we're expecting a pretty large turnout. we got some uh, big-time players in the event between Seth Towns, Malik Harrison, and then Houston Smith. Uh, just, you know, I, I can't wait for this event. I think it's going to be very hype. Yeah, it's going to be one of those fun times of year where once the season's over and all the all the hoopla is done, it'll be nice to just have some fun. You got a three point shootout, might have a dunk contest in there as well. It's going and to be the all star game. Just uh, just that all kind of all star game feel, and it's you know we probably won't have anybody you know dunking, you know pulling the ball between their back with a mascot, but <laughs> but I mean that's the kind of stuff you know we'll still have some fun with it, and it's going to be a great time. Yeah, to see these kids you know all together one last time is it's going to be really special and. Um, for anyone out there listening that may own a business or, you know, work for a company that's interested in, you know, sponsoring an event like this that helps high school kids, really promotes, you know, youth sports and helping kids, you know, all, all across the area, you know, get exposure. Because we're expecting, you know, quite a few college coaches to be in the building, you know, looking to snag a couple players late in the recruiting process uh, from the NAI level, D2, D3, and even junior college levels. There's going to be quite a few coaches in the building, so we're really looking 
This is an all-star game, but it's also an unsigned senior showcase for a lot of these guys that won't be committed to schools by then. They're still Correct. looking for homes. Um, so we're really looking forward to just helping the kids in the area, you know, along with just putting together a great event. Um, so if you guys are anyone interested in sponsoring, picking up an advertising package, um, our rates are very, very reasonable. You can contact us at 270hoops at gmo.com and we can send you our advertising package. Uh, there's a lot of options, you know, a lot of possibility, a lot of opportunity um, to really have your company uh, seen and shown you know, at a big-time event. Um, so, again, you know, if you're interested in sponsoring, advertising, email us at 270hoops at gmo.com. And despite this game tipping off you know, after the tournament draw when the seeds were kind of set, last Friday's Gehanna versus Pickerington Central game was a high-level contest and uh, you know the type of game that you're going to see in tournament time. Yeah, you know, the, the physicality that those two teams bring to each other when they flat out, I just I would like to say they just flat out don't like each other when they get on the floor. You know, some of those guys may be AAU teammates, but when they get on the floor, they're very competitive, and that game showed it for 32 minutes. Um, two teams that just played very hard, and you could have you could picture that game being in high Dominican, and it could be a district final type of atmosphere. Yeah, you know, two high-level teams with all types of you know great athletes on the floor at the same time. Um, you know, Pickerington Central got off fast. They never trailed you know all game long on the road at Gahanna, which is not an easy place to play um, against a team that. You know, if they won, they win the OCC Ohio outright. So Pickerington Central, you know, had to win that game to get a share of the division. Um, and despite, you know, junior center Sterling Manley going down with a, you know, a gruesome leg injury, and we're really, you know, wishing and praying uh, yeah, for the definitely. best for him, you know, after that one. Uh, just a really talented kid. And he was having a great game against Nick Ward. You know, I thought at that point he was out playing, uh, you know, Ward. It was a, you know, a head-to-head battle. And, you know, Sterling was really showing his own, you know, holding his own. So, to see that happen was really unfortunate. And I think the way Pickerington Central responded um, after a devastating injury like that, only being up three points, you know, in the first half, um, they didn't let the win, you know, come out of their sails. And I really, I really thought that was special for them. Yeah, you know, I talked to Coach Eric Kruger on Saturday morning, um, and he he mentioned that too about how after Sterling's injury, you know, a lot of teams might fold or they might, you know, play a little bit more timid now that they don't have their big dog in the post. But Pick Central really rallied around the, you know, Jalen Tate. And it'd be Watson both. They rallied around their seniors, and that really is what carried them to that big win. And it was, you know, a big gut check win. And, and the one point I'd like to bring up about that game was, um, you know, midway through the fourth quarter, Gahanna was running, you know, out and running, hitting some threes. And Ibby Watson made the the probably the biggest play of the game, taking a charge late on Warren Yates. On yeah. Warren Yates, who was driving to the lane and after a steal, and that could have it was a, it was a three point game at that point. It would it was a, I think it was a six point game, but it would have made it a three point okay, game yeah, at that right. point. But, I mean, that's that's a huge momentum play. And that's a, it was such a heady play by Ibby to just slide in front and take that charge. And, yes, he was there. I've watched the footage a couple times. He was there in front to take that charge. But that's the play that you need. Those are the championship-type plays to, to really win games. Yeah, especially for a guy like Ibby, who's an offensive superstar, um, to have the IQ and the headiness to get back and make a defensive play like that uh, just speaks to a lot you know, for him as a winner. You know, the kid just wants to win. Um, and another thing that was very important in that one for Pickerington Central was Jeremiah Francis in that third quarter, you know, scoring 12 of his 14 points in that one quarter, knocking down two big threes when Gehanna looked like they were starting to make a run. Um, they'd get it down to three or four, then, you know, Jeremiah responded with three, get it back to six or seven points, which, um, you know, when you're battling from behind all game long and you feel like you're kind of, you know, getting over the hump and, you know, teams hit big shots like that, that really does a lot to your, you know, your mindset. Um, you know, trying to come back against a really good team like that. Yeah, you know, that really messes with your psyche. You know, you're getting back, you know, you get within that one to two possession range, and then they hit another shot, and then they hit another shot. And it's just like, 
it just snowballs back onto you. And, you know, Pick Central did a good job of, of managing the tempo of that game and really, you know, winning that game late. Yeah, and I really like their defensive game plan, you know, defending Nick Ward, uh, doubling him for a lot of the game. And I thought Juan Elmore did a great job defending him in the post, coming off the bench, making some big plays when uh, Manley went out. Um, but I think that just speaks to Eric Kruger's progression as a coach. Um, he's a guy that I feel like he's under fire more than a lot of other coaches in the area. He's kind of gets um, some undeserved scrutiny. And I really think he's developed as a coach. Um, he's gotten better and better as the, year, as the years have gone on. And I've really been impressed with his coaching performances and some big wins for them this year. Yeah, you know, and this goes back to last year when they played at um, when they played at Gehanna. Actually, ironically enough, they had kind of had the same, the same philosophy where they just kind of went 2-3 zone. And they put Jalen Tate at the bottom of the zone and just kind of got Nick a little bit out of his rhythm and a little bit off the block, and that was enough to kind of keep them in it, even though they didn't have the size last year as much. Um, and they were with it, and that was a one-possession game at, at Gahanna last year, and they beat him at Pick Central. And that just shows, you know, like you said, how you know Eric Kruger's really done a great job developing as a coach for Pick Central and really leading them into the future. Uh, yeah, back to the city championship game, uh, I wasn't able to make it. You know, I was attending the funeral services uh, for my dear friend Marshawn Macaro, who passed away last week. Uh, we want to send our deepest, uh, you know, prayers and condolences to his family in this difficult time right now. Uh, but Jason was there, and we had our writer uh, Brandon Little that was also in the building. Uh, you know, Northland winning their ninth city league title in ten years, taking down Wano Ridge in a game that you know looked like it was a blowout there in the first half, and you know, Ridge kind of locked down the defensive end. Um, you know, what were your thoughts and impressions from that, from that one? You know, I was really, I was really impressed by the way Walnut Ridge fought back. Um, you know, Northland jumped up 30 to 15 early and it looked like for all intents and purposes that this game was going to turn, turn into one of those blots. And it's kind of weird because the C League championship game always feels like a one to two possession, real tight game. And then Walnut Ridge really started to lock down defensively and they kind of turned the momentum, um, and got it back down to, you know, that manageable region. And uh, it came down to the last few plays, and unfortunately um, for a high state football signing, Malik Harrison, he missed two of four very big free throws at the end that would have tied the game each time. Um, and Northland hung on, which seems like somehow they always hang on by the skin of their teeth um, in a state league championship game just in that, in that, in that exact style. Yeah, Seth Towns scoring 35 of their 45 points. Pretty unbelievable. Malik Harrison scoring 24 of Wanda Ridge's 44 points. Um, so two guys that just really, they dominated there in that one. And um, it just goes to show, you know, the City League 2016 class is uh, very, very strong. Both those guys will be headlining their teams in the battle for the City uh, 2K16 at South High School on April 2nd. Uh, you know, you're not going to want to miss that one. No, definitely not. See those two guys go to head-to-head one more time. And that is all we have from the February 17th edition of the Round 270 Hoops podcast. Zach Fleer and Jason Morrow bringing you the best from Central Ohio Hoops. Uh, join us next time on the podcast. Uh, probably we'll do an update a couple weeks into the tourney, so, yeah. uh, so stay tuned.